Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be non-action spiritual attraction. Well, I've got two really good success stories that I'm going to go through with you today. And the theme that I want to touch on today with that both these emails I think do a good job of illustrating is at least the very first guy that, whose email I'm going to go through, he had the same kind of problem that I always had, which was that the woman that you really wanted, the, the caliber of woman you deep down had dreamed of being with, they always seemed to slip through his hands. And if you're familiar with my work, you've been following me for a while, that was, the, that was basically what I experienced a lot in my 20s. And as a man, that's something that's incredibly frustrating to feel like you never really are getting the kind of experiences that you want. You're never really dating the caliber of woman that you want or at least you're not dating them for very long which was my experience. I get maybe two, maybe three dates then I couldn't get them on the phone anymore. So the second email I'm going to go through is a guy, he's a young guy, he just turned, about to turn 18 and he's got himself in shape and he's doing really well and he's all details how he's applied my work and how a lot of the kind of women that he's now dating, he's, he's finding that women are, that are older that are in their mid-20s really are digging him. So these are two really good emails to inspire you and we're going to kind of focus on things from a bit of a spiritual perspective or a Zen perspective if you will. So I got a, a quote that I wrote and then there's a couple Lao Tzu quotes that I'm going to go over that I posted on my Instagram about a month or so ago. And the quote says, as you get older and are able to look back upon your life and contemplate why things happened the way they did and why certain people came into and out of your life when they did, you start to see the magical synchronicity, perfection, and purpose for what you experienced and learned together. There are no accidents in life. There are no coincidences and there is no such thing as luck. People who prepare themselves beforehand make their own luck when the right opportunities and circumstances present themselves. It only looks like luck and coincidence to those who don't prepare themselves to capitalize upon their own opportunities when they present themselves. You're either preparing to succeed by taking action to get better or preparing to ponder on what you missed out on by doing nothing. As I was writing this, it just reminded me back when I was in the real estate industry, one of the things that I incorporated in my own real estate and mortgage business and I also taught to all of my mortgage brokers and the real estate agents that worked for me was how to to put in place a marketing system where you would get referrals from your existing clients. So if you sold a house to somebody that when they came across somebody that they work with or a friend or whatever, they would pick up the phone and say, Hey, Corey, I got this really great person. This is my boss. This is my next door neighbor. They need a loan. They want to sell their house. They want to buy a house. Told them all about you. What, what great job you did. Here's their name. Here's their number. Give them a call. And so there's a there's obviously a, a set of things that you have to do in business when working with that client to cause them to see that working with you is such a great thing that if they recommend you because we all want to look good and if referring your friends and family to a company or a person to do business with them, when you're pretty certain that they're going to make you look good, then they'll do it. And if they don't feel like you're going to give them a good experience or you're going to make them look good or worse, you're going to make them look bad, they'll never refer you to anybody. 
And I noticed one of the interesting things that would happen is like if you have a database or say a hundred people that you've done business with in the past and you keep, you keep in contact with them. Some of them you send a, a simple newsletter to once a month but the really good ones, the ones that tend to refer you people on a fairly consistent basis month in and, and month out, those are the ones that you're going to spend most of your time marketing to and staying in contact with. And there would be times where you'd get busy, you have a bunch of clients and then your marketing would kind of go by the wayside a little bit and then you would kind of get through all those clients that you had and then you start picking up the phone and going to visit or going to lunch with those previous clients. And the thing that always struck me that was odd was that when I would start – say I would get busy. I would be, be slammed for two months. I would have lots of, lots of business and then I would start calling my old clients again when things started to slow down a bit. And what was I always found was kind of interesting. It seemed like most of the time when I would do that, I wasn't getting any referrals for a matter of weeks. And all of a sudden, I would start doing that again. And I would start getting referrals, but it wouldn't come from the clients that I was actually interacting with. It'd be some weird tangential relationship that I never saw coming. But it was just the fact that I was taking action and putting myself out there to market to my existing clients that. It's just the interesting way that the universe works. It would cause referrals to come but it would always come from sources that I wasn't expecting. And the interesting thing is how this can apply to dating is that obviously if you want to meet somebody new or you want to improve your skills or say you want to set out on you want to get a girlfriend or whatever, the idea is that you approach and you interact with plenty of women of the opposite sex. And what happens is you get good at that but the one that actually turns into your girlfriend is not somebody that you were actually out doing approaches with. It just kind of ha- seemed to happen at random where you, you ran by a buddy's house for a few minutes to borrow something and then his hot cousin was there or you went to a baby shower party for somebody that you work with and then there's somebody there that they know that you just click with. But it, it's the point being is that it's putting that vibe, that energy out there of what you want and interacting with the kind of people and doing the things you want, it's like a statement to the universe and you just never know how – it's like you become open to what you want. You create a space in your life for the kind of person or people that you want and they just show up but it's always weird relationships or it's just like you never see it coming. That's one of the reasons why people say what always happens when you least expect it. In other words, like in my personal experience is like you meet that person, not necessarily that you're actually out that day looking to meet them but you might have been out the day before or the week before and meeting all kinds of different women going on on dates and nothing really seemed that you never really felt like it clicked and all of a sudden you just totally randomly meet somebody at the gym or in the parking lot or where you shop or you go grocery shopping and you're going to kind of see that with that same kind of theme. And I had two quotes that from – first one is from Lao Tzu and it's from the, the Tao. And it says, less and less do you need to force things until finally you arrive at non-action. When nothing is done, nothing is left undone. And then this one, I don't know who this was from or I heard this one years ago. But it, it says, when I let go of what I am – I become what I might be and this one is actually – I'm going to read you now is actually from Lao Tzu and this is from the the Tao chapter 22 
and it says, if you want to become whole, let yourself be partial. If you want to become straight, let yourself be crooked. If you want to become full, let yourself be empty. If you want to be reborn, let yourself die. If you want to be given everything, give everything up. And to me, the takeaway from those quotes, it's like I was talking about earlier with that referral program that I used to work when I was in real estate. It's The idea is taking action and working to get better but not being focused on your results so much or in other words, not being attached to the results that you want or you go out and you have a, what you think is a really good first or second date but it doesn't really seem to progress like it should and then all of a sudden the next – and you're fretting over it and all of a sudden the next week you meet somebody else. It's kind of like when you're single and you're kind of – you haven't met anybody recently and then you meet one person, you go out on a date and then within a week you meet two or three other people. It's kind of the way it always seems seems to work. And you're like you see those synchronicities and it's – you know, I'm going to be 47 in another month, month and a half and it's like when I look back at my life, every single person that came into my life, whether it was somebody that I dated and had a relationship with or somebody that became a really close friend. I was reading an article the other day. It was about a, about a week or two ago. And they did a study about friendships and like do you have that gut feeling when you meet somebody and you just click and they become your best friend? And what the study found in the article was that people tended to have that same kind of experience with friendships. I mean think about it. When you met your best friend, things just seemed to click. It was easy to be around them. didn't require much effort. You just clicked and you naturally seemed to be in sync. And I've seen that with my friendships and I've seen that with my relationships over the course of my life. And then in, the, in between those people, those really magical synchronicities where everything just felt like it was kind of divinely orchestrated by the universe, you have lots of people that show up in between and you learn a little bit from each one of them. Each one of them is there to kind of help you get a little bit better or give you a certain experience. But most people just kind of come into and right out of your life. Very few people will stick around. So with that in mind, let's go through this first guy's email success story. He says, hey coach, first of all, I can't thank you enough for your selflessness and sharing your story and wisdom so those of us who were once struggling can enjoy the relationships we always knew deep down we deserve. I mean there's nothing worse than walking around and always feeling like you're settling for second best. Whether it's getting passed over for a promotion at work or you see a girl you really like and you ask her out and she, it doesn't go well. And the next thing you know, one of your coworkers who you think is kind of a douche, you find out he's dating her and she's crazy about him. You're like, what the fuck? Why does that happen? And you look at things like that instead of getting torn up about it, just say, we just weren't compatible. At the end of the day, especially when it comes to the pickup phase, Interacting with them is not about getting a phone number or getting a date. It's really about revealing attraction and revealing compatibility because if you're compatible with some, someone, like really compatible like you would be with a best friend, it's easy. It's effortless just like the Lao Tzu quotes I shared. It's not tons of effort. It's not forced. It's not a real pain in the ass to be around them. If you have a disagreement, you're able to talk it out and work it out. And it's just like when I look at the women that I've dated over the years and had relationships with, the ones I'm still friends with, 
even years later, I decided to keep them in my life even though I may have ended the relationship. The only ones I still stay in contact with are the ones that are easy to get along with. They, they have great communication skills. Anybody that caused any drama or they were argumentative or they are just a pain in the ass or they revealed at times they had no integrity, they're gone from my life and I don't even talk to them anymore. And the same thing with friends that I've had. When, it's like when a friend burns you or fucks you over, it's, it's just not worth it because if they do it once, they'll do it again. And it's like what Maya Angelou said. When someone tells you or shows you who they are, believe them. But like when we keep giving people a chance and they keep fucking burning us, eventually it's like those people are in our lives for us to learn that, you know what? These kind of people just – across the board, when I see this kind of behavior, I just need to move them right out of my life and keep moving forward. It's like a testing and it builds your strength. It, it kind of builds your armor and it makes you stronger. Because not only does it help you refocus you on your outcome but also deleting people from your life who really don't share the same goals and same values. And it's hard when you're emotionally invested in another human being whether it's a friendship or they're a lover and they're not treating you right or they're doing things behind your back that you just – you would personally never do. It's having the inner strength to say, you know what? This person is not – they're subtracting more value from my life than they're actually adding to it. So he continues on. He says, I was the quintessential nice guy, super pleaser who would go out of his way for girls and chase like a woman. I've had a few long-term relationships, the longest being five years, but I always felt that I could do so much better. And it's like when you're in those kinds of relationships where you're really not that into it, you tend to do everything right, which was what I later learned in my, my late 20s, early 30s was that the woman that I really liked, I tended to put on a pedestal. And I was super nice too because I didn't want to fuck it up. But it was that being super nice and not willing to stand up for myself that would always lead to getting friend zoned or blown off. I just didn't know how. Then a year and a half ago, I went out on a date with a stunning woman. She was 4'11". I love the tiny ones, he says. Incredibly tight but curvy body, long dark hair, dark eyes and olive skin. I overpursued. She dropped me and I felt like enough was enough. So in other words, he hit the wall metaphorically. He's just like, this fucking happens every time. Why is it this way? Something has got to be off. I googled dating and relationships and your work popped up. I bought your book, highlighting and underlining the things I recognized that I personally needed to work on so I could continue to review. I drive for a living so your audiobook was a godsend. I'm sure I've listened to it about 10 times by now as well. I've also been seriously practicing over the last year and finally saw some of my efforts come to fruition when I met the girl I am now dating. For those of you that don't have the audiobook, I still get people emailing, hey, you ever going to do an audiobook? I see it in my YouTube comments. You can get my audiobook for free by subscribing to audible.com or it's like 20 bucks if you want to buy it outright. But if you're an avid, voracious reader and you're really into self-help, their Audible membership is really great. Because you get things for a discounted rate, and you know if you're gonna, and plus you get a free book every month as part of your, as part of your plan. He says I was at the mall when I walked by a woman who is a complete and total ten, five foot four, very long dark hair with blonde highlights, curvy but fit, gorgeous dark eyes, beautiful skin, wearing a long summer dress. 
obviously this guy likes a certain type of woman just like me. And why settle? Why settle for somebody that is not completely what you want? And I had that experience in my 20s. And then you look around and even though you might be content, you end up a lot of times looking around going, God, I'm more attracted to this girl than the woman that I'm with. And it sucks to walk around and feel like that and feel like that's kind of your destiny and that's just the way it is. It's not in the cards for you. He says, we locked eyes and I gave her a smile. She smiled back at me, looked down and kept walking past me. So like if you look at his life as a whole, he was he was having these kind of women come into his life but he was always fucking blowing it. And it wasn't until he just decided, you know what, I'm tired. Obviously what I'm doing is not working and if I keep doing what I've always done, I'm going to continue to get what I've always got. So he recognized that he needed to change his approach. Hence, he found me. But it's like all those women that came into his life, they in essence caused him a lot of pain until that pain became unbearable and he said, I got to do something to fix this. So he did the work on himself. He filled in in his knowledge gap and obviously, here's his next opportunity. I could tell she worked at the mall because she was wearing a name tag. I was heading into the food court to get some lunch and I thought to myself, she's an absolute goddess. I'm going to talk to her before I leave the mall and see if I like her enough to ask her out. Notice what he was thinking. If I like her enough to ask her out, he wasn't just, oh, wow, she's hot, she's perfect, i got to have her. He was thinking, what's the conversation going to be like? Is it going to flow? Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be effortless? What's it going to be like? He said, I had lunch and I later saw her inside one of the stores. So you notice he didn't st- he didn't go out of his way to talk to her because he was busy. He was going to go eat. And if you read my book, I detail an experience with an English girlfriend of mine where she was a couple rows ahead of me. So I didn't, and then she left before the seminar ended. But it was a week long seminar, and instead of running running after her, running down the aisle, going, "Hey, let's go to dinner, <laughs> let's get together," I, I internally just said, "You know what? If this is the girl I've been looking for, which..." She seemed to be that girl that I was looking for that I had visualized. We're going to be here for a week. If it's really meant to be, I know at some point during this week I will run into her. And I believed that and I thought that way because I'd had so many synchronicities up in, in my point happen like that. And sure enough, like I talked about in my book, the very next night I was out having dinner with, with a friend of mine. And as she and I were walking out, I ran into – I saw this girl that was a couple rows ahead of me and same thing, that strong eye contact. And instead of her being two or three rows where we were physically far away from one another, she was literally – I could reach out and touch her. I mean she was literally like two and a half feet. I was just – we were walking out the lobby and boom, she was standing there waiting to get a table. I started talking to her and she recognized me from the night before. She even knew what I was had been wearing the night before. So obviously I knew she really liked me. was into me. We made a date in the spot. And I didn't find out until a couple days later that I actually knew her her uncle, what just happened to be there. He was also a friend of mine, but I didn't know at the time. And it was just amazing the synchronicity at that. And then, you know, I think it was about a month or so later, she was visiting me in the states, and she pulled out her list of what she wanted. And I showed her my list, and we kind of shared it, and we read it, and we were like identical. What we each had wanted in a person. We both were it. We both manifested and the universe just brought us together in a really cool synchronistic moment. 
And you kind of see that with this guy here, what's going on with this particular girl. He was focused, I got to go eat, I'm hungry, I'm not going to stop and go out of my way. He notices this girl and he's like, hmm, well, maybe I'll run into her later because he's totally let go of it. So he said – because what he said to himself is I'm going to talk to her before I leave the mall and see if I like her enough to ask her out. I had lunch and I later saw her inside one of the stores. I walked in and I began talking to her and I could tell immediately she was into me. I grabbed her number and I texted her mine as you suggest in case she decided to contact me first. Again, more non-action. He took action. He got the number. But he also was, I'm going to wait a few days and I'll get back to her when it's convenient for me. Well, Corey, great advice, brother. Two days later, I got a text from her just saying she hoped I was having a good day. So she was trying to force an interaction. Why? Because she really liked him. And this is, I mean, these things just happen like this. And this is a lot easier and it's a lot more fun. And you'll find out when you really, you date enough and you date enough women like this, these kinds of women are a lot more fun to date because your first dates just flow effortlessly because they're excited to be there as well. I knew she was reaching out to create an opportunity for me to ask her out, so I did. We made a date and that was a week away, but instead of being upset that I had to wait so long to see her as I would have done in the past, I welcomed it as an opportunity to work on my patience. I didn't reach out to her at all during that time and she did not reach out to me either. Yeah, like the back to the English girlfriend of mine, when we made plans, I got back home because I didn't know what my schedule was going to be because I was traveling at that time when we had met. And I said, I'll shoot you an email. And so I shot her an email and she literally sent me an itinerary back and, and we didn't talk at all. And two weeks later, I just showed up at the airport and there she was. There was no worrying about whether she's going to show up or not because our connection had been so strong. I went to pick her up and I was extremely nervous as this is the most gorgeous woman by far that I had ever been out with. So regardless of how it went that night, it was a total victory for me. Now, like you said in the past, he became very – he was very impatient by nature. And what's the root of that impatience? Not thinking you're good enough. But if you're coming from this perspective that I, of course I'm going to get a woman like this. I deserve a woman like this. There's no reason for me to be attracted to a woman like this unless she's at, on some level on the same vibration as I am. When you think you deserve it, you act in ways – that communicate, of course. It's very a very, very matter-of-fact way of showing up. Thinking that way helped me to relax. We went out for drinks and I did all the planning, had the place chosen and made reservations so there would be no hiccups and she could just have fun. She did about 80% of the talking while I leaned back in my chair, taking up too much room, keeping my attention focused entirely on her. She revealed to me that she was attracted to me from the first moment she saw me but was unsure of whether or not I liked her back. It's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. So he remained very mysterious this whole time. So literally, he really hadn't done anything yet and from the time he met her until this date, every day that went by, she liked him more and more. Staring her deep in the eyes with a James Bond smirk, I told her that I knew the second I saw her walking through the mall in her sexy red dress, that I wasn't leaving without her phone number. She blushed and smiled back at me. We're both in leadership roles in our field, so we got on the topic of good leadership. 
We both love to read, so I told her about a book I just read, read about effective leadership. She said she would check it out. He says this becomes important in a minute. At the end of the date, I took her home and I went in for the kiss. She pulled back a little and offered to hug me before she went inside. I was disappointed but made sure not to show it. I knew this could be a test. I smiled and said, of course. I got out, gave her a hug and walked her to her door. Not having gotten a kiss, I resolved myself to the fact that I might not hear from her again. Yeah, you get a you get the cheek or you do that, you're like structured, no thanks. However, the next day, she texted me on her lunch break. She sent a photo of the book I had told her about and said that she had just bought it. So what does that tell you? She respects his opinion because she really likes him. Once again, I knew instantly that this was a sign of high level of attraction and I knew that she was seeking my approval and looking for another date. I made a date and I got off the phone. The night of our date, I picked her up and noticed immediately that she was wearing the same red dress she had worn the day I met her at the mall. Now, why would she do that? Because he said he really liked her in that red dress and she wanted to look good for him. That's a sign of being submissive. I knew she did this because I brought up how sexy she looked in it on our first date and that she clearly wore it to impress me and to try and increase my level of attraction for her. We went out for dinner to a restaurant that turned out to be one of her favorites. Again, I had made reservations and took care of all the details so she could just relax and have fun. She did most of the talking and I just listened, maintaining eye contact and leading back, taking up too much room. At the end of the date, she asked me if I wanted to go for a drive because she was not ready to go home yet. In other words, I want to spend more time with you. I agreed and we went for a drive through the country. I suggested we stop at a coffee shop and we returned to the city and we ended up going for a long walk. When we got back in the car, I just looked over at her and she said, why are you staring at me like that with a smile on her face? I told her I can't help but appreciate something so beautiful. At that moment, I leaned in and kissed her and she kissed me back. We ended up making out in the car in the parking lot and then again for about 15 minutes when I dropped her off at her place. It has been over two months and we are still dating and I have been watching her level of attraction for me climb steadily. There is rarely a moment when she does not have her hands all over me trying to kiss me or fuck my brains out. Sounds like you're really suffering through that, dude. Good job. She's told me that she's not into PDA at all and that it makes her uncomfortable, but whenever we are out together, she is always reaching for my hand, linking her arm in mine, or giving me a kiss on the lips. So much for those PDA rules. Attraction level cuts through everything. The higher the attraction level, all the rules go out the fucking window. Thanks a lot, Corey. I could not have done it without you. One thing I can't stress enough to your other followers and my fellow students is that when you finally meet that dream girl, that's the time you need to study this stuff even harder. Being cocky and thinking you got this is only going to lead to bad things for you down the road. Read the book, do the work, and 30 years from now, when you're still fucking your woman like it's the first time, you'll be glad you did. Well, I think that's great. Congratulations. But keep in mind, dude, this is only the first time you've been with a woman that you feel this way about. You may find in six months, maybe two months from now or two years or three years from now, the relationship just kind of runs its course. That's why I think it's so important to date for several years before you decide 
to belly up to the bar and get married or move in together or take your relationship to the next level. Good job. So let's go through the second guy's email. He says, hey, Corey Wayne, before I write any further, I just want to thank you for the fucking awesome job that you're doing. Damn, dude, you're the realest person I have ever met. Well, I found that that's the best way to be because at the end of the day, people are going to either like you or they're not. And the, the people that really care about you, the people that are really on your team, they're going to celebrate you being you. And that's why trying to live your life according to other people's expectations it's always going to be a losing proposition. So you might as well either completely polarize people into digging you and thinking you're the greatest thing since sliced bread or saying you totally suck and I can't fucking stand you. Either way, it's you want people that are on your team that let you be you without trying to change you or get you to be a certain way or act a certain way or say things a certain way. You got to be who you are. So let's begin. I was almost 18 years old and a fucking weakling guy who got offended easily and it was teased every day by the people who I called best friends. I haven't talked to my dad in five years and even though we live together, we don't talk. As you can tell, I was a very insecure child who was brought up in a fucked up family. But I do not blame my parents for I have forgiven them because I realize that if they can't be better parents, I can be a better child. And they are not as bad a people in this world. They are only people who made bad choices. That's well, kind of the same thing I realized with my own family. And my dad and I, we got a really great relationship. He's one of my best, closest friends these days. Whereas in my 20s, I hardly ever talked to him. And I did. The, and the reason we have a great relationship is because I became a better son. I made up for the things that he wasn't good at. So I find one of your videos while looking for videos on how to be an alpha male. And as I watch more and more of your videos, I realize that I've been fucking up all my life in every aspect. Relationships, women, friends, the direction of my life I was going. I made a firm commitment to myself that I would change my life forever. So I joined the gym and he sent some pictures. You can tell he was totally out of shape, had no muscle and now he looks good. He's in shape. He's taking care of himself. So when you take care of yourself and you, st- you start – it doesn't mean you got to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and have huge muscles. But if you're in good shape, you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to like yourself more. And if you like yourself more and you feel better about yourself, you're going to be happier. And the happier you are, the more attractive you're going to be to your friends, family, lovers, clients, potential employers, random people you encounter on the streets. So I joined the gym and started following people who were where I wanted to be. I started learning the knowledge that I thought I was lacking from money management to dressing well to communicating well and deeper and deeper I went into self-improvement. I realized that my life was changing and I was surrounded by positivity because I gave out positive vibes. People were more open and friendly towards me. That's the interesting thing. When you bring a higher vibration to a situation, when you're when you walk into a room full of people that maybe they're having a difficult day or they aren't real positive and you're super positive, you're super happy and you're just determined to stay that way, that's a very efficient physiology to be in. And what you'll notice that other people will tend to become more positive around you because and they'll entrain with you just because it's much more efficient to be happy and positive. It's easier and more effortless to be that way than it is to walk around being angry and pissed off and being in a negative vibe all the time. 
Fast forward and now I'm 19 years old and I'm the instructor at the gym that I joined two years ago and I'm in the best shape of my life and I look like a, a fucking A-class model and now my friends from my past are stunned by the new personality that I developed. Thus, they started respecting me even more because you obviously develop some self-respect and you won't tolerate bullshit and you set some healthy boundaries. Good for you. I have done modeling shoots in the film industry with women aged 23 to 25 and they're always into me and I don't know why but I always seem to attract women older than me or maybe I do know why. Ha ha ha. I think you do know why. I recently had a 25-year-old girl fall head over heels in love with me without even me trying in just two months and I guess reading your book 20 times paid off. I don't ever need to feel shy around beautiful women because they instantly feel comfortable with me and I just have to hang out, have fun and hook up. My confidence is off the roof with women and most people are stunned when they hear my age because they say I act so mature. It's everything. It's your look. It's your vibe. It's how you feel about yourself and most guys don't get to that place until they're a lot older if they ever get there at all. That's why you're finding women that are six, seven, eight, nine years older than you feeling and thinking that you're their age or maybe even older. I recently did a love song video shoot with a beautiful actress which got 15,000 hits in one month on YouTube. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't easy to be where I am today and I was rejected so many times I was laughed at so many times even after reading your book 15 times. I almost thought you were full of shit. Then I realized my mistakes and learned from them. I practiced, 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 going to the mall, bannering with women, people, having forced that positivity even though I was having a bad day. Again, what you're seeing there is that he's taking the effort, he's taking action, making the effort, working to get better even when it doesn't feel like it. And that's, that's the whole point. It's doing what you need to do. And being okay with whatever results whenever they happen to show up. Now, obviously, if you're having a bad day and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere, you're not getting any results. But he wasn't attached to those results working out. And that's that's the whole thing. If you ever studied Zen before, and I highly recommend for those that you haven't, it can be really helpful. You take action. You move towards what you want and be okay with whatever the universe brings you. Sometimes it brings you what you want. and Other times it doesn't. And then maybe a few weeks or a few months or even a few years down the road, somebody else comes in or a different kind of opportunity comes in and it just magically lines up for you. And then you look at all the struggle that came before that and you go, oh, it makes total sense why it didn't work out with that other person or why I got fired from that job or why I got passed over for that promotion. You know, you work your ass off, you really want to get promoted, you really want a job and then you get passed over and you're bummed about it. But you still keep working and kicking ass and all of a sudden out of the blue, a week later, a headhunter calls you and goes, I've heard great things about you at this great company and they want to offer you this, da, da, da. That's what happens. You only have control over how you show up and that's the important thing is that you take care of the controllables in your life, if you will, which is how you show up and what you do and when the time is right, the universe will release its reward to you when the timing is right but not a moment before that and the key is to not get pissed off or frustrated with where you're at in life if you're frustrated if you're upset at where you are or things aren't working out you're attached to the results 
And things aren't going to change until you let go of that attachment, until you become okay with things not being the way you think they should be. Because eventually someday, as long as you keep taking action, you keep changing your and refining your approach, you keep getting better, eventually you will end up where you want to be. But it's not going to be exactly the way you think it should, but it will fulfill you in ways that you never expected. Just like the business that I have now. The biggest thing that has made my business a success is my YouTube videos. That's what really grew my business. But when I first started this business, YouTube didn't even fucking exist. And that's why when you start out and you start doing something, whether maybe it's starting a business or a career, and you have an idea, I want to be CEO of that company 20 years from now. Well, you might not end up as CEO of that particular company, but you might end up as CEO of another company that's even better and it's more aligned with who you are and your, your true nature. And that's what's so magical about it. One thing did help me a lot when I was 17 was when I was working in hotel management. So I was in the service industry where I practiced most of my communication skills, having a good relationship with my family as well. It's now 2016 and I'm going to turn 20 in the month of May. My goal is to retire a billionaire by the age of 30. That's an awesome goal. In 10 years, it's possible. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg did it. But what if it doesn't happen by 30? What if you're only worth 2 million by the time you're 30? Does that mean you're a failure? Maybe you were unrealistic in your goal. Because remember, we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year, and we tend to underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. And it's not so much about becoming a billionaire for the sake of becoming a billionaire. It's becoming a person of value. He says, my goal is to be a man of value, a real fucking legend just like you are. I don't know about a legend. I'm just another dude. I'm just an ordinary guy trying to do extraordinary things. I've learned that the greatest pleasures in life are gained by giving. Thus, my next goal is to start a YouTube channel and teach people what I've learned and continue to learn. Good for you. P.S. This message comes to you all the way from India. If I get a chance, I'll kiss your bald head one day. Why does everybody want to kiss my fucking shaved head? I don't – like it's going to give you special luck. You're going to rub it for luck or something. But I think it's great, dude. You're doing all the little things that you need to be doing. And again, it's like when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. I want to read that first quote again, that first Lao quote because it's so powerful. Less and less do you need to force things until finally you arrive at non-action. When nothing is done, nothing is left undone. Definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, you can go to my website, click, click the products tab at the top of your screen and follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works for you. And I will talk to you soon. 